Well, good afternoon, everyone. Darren Saul, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 146. I hope everybody's doing well. Today, we're going to be chatting about how working on you is working on your business and the other bits of your life with the lovely Anna Kovacs. How are you, Anna? I'm very well. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much for this. I'm just absolutely wrapped. I'm looking forward to getting into all this great content because you do lots of great stuff. Now, for everybody out there who doesn't know Anna, Anna is a holistic wellness transformational catalyst, a Reiki and Seishim master with postgraduate qualifications from Australia's first Buddhist tertiary institution. She is committed to guiding her clients to their best and happiest selves. A business to-do list is ever-expanding and sometimes a burdensome presence. Regardless of whether someone is a business owner or manager, these positions bring with them responsibilities, possibly stress and sleepless nights. So Anna wishes to bring to the surface how self-care is an extremely important part of business life as well as the individual's personal life and how the two are connected. She combines a number of modalities, including energy treatments and guidance in mindfulness and meditation with day-to-day life in practical way to ensure her clients are engaged in wholehearted, fully engaged and conscious living. So Anna, welcome again to the show. Thank you so much, Darren. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. So, I mean, I love all this kind of stuff. I, I, I'm a bit of a, you know... I've studied Buddhist philosophy and I've always been into, been quite spiritual and into metaphysical stuff and quantum physics. And I used to read all, you know, the greats, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Louis yeah. Hayes, all those people. So I'd love to learn more about how you got into all this line of work and, you know, what's your story really? Okay. Um, well, I suppose I life experiences have a tendency to direct certain paths and pathways and it was a combination of um, a spiritual curiosity a bit like yourself um, so I've got bookshelves that are just chocolate block full of a lot of material like my ID pack shopper etc but also life experiences so um, I unfortunately was in a very difficult abusive marriage um i became a single mum my kids were six and ten uh i've experienced depression i've experienced burnout uh, courtesy of work um and i've been the sole carer for my mum who um as unfortunately with advanced alzheimer's right now Mm. so with one thing and another um i barely kept things together I had to I was in that position met like many people regardless of whether single parent you know um, in a couple whatever life gets so busy and so overwhelming that I, I was finding it difficult at times to really keep it together and I'd come home and I'd sit in front of a candle and just you know what the hell was all this about with feeling lost um, I started doing more intense looking, I suppose, at the more spiritual side of things, which eventually led to my um, attunement in Reiki and Seishim. That was in 2010. Um, I've always had an interest in people. Uh, my qualifications from university, I ended up doing sociology, so there's always been that interest. 
And it seemed to flow in that I found myself doing more vibrational type of um, learning. So mm-hmm. I studied buckler remedy therapy, uh, colour therapy, um, ending up uh, at the Nantian Buddhist Institute, um, which is Australia's first tertiary institution that's Buddhist-based. Incredible. And, um, combining, I focused a lot on mental health. Obviously, you know, if you've experienced some stuff around mental health issues, mm-hmm. there's a curiosity and there's uh, that, that wanting to find out more about it. And uh, so I've just combined everything um, into helping myself. And as a result, I'm in a position where I get what people are going through. Um, and I'd like to help and I want to help other people get through those, what the hell am I doing with my life? I'm stuck or I'm so tired or I'm overwhelmed and get them to work through that so that they come out the other end feeling like life is just fabulous. Wow, it sounds so amazing when you say it that way. <laughs> so now obviously self-care is a big term these days and I've been hearing it more and more. Um, tell us exactly what that means to you and, you know, what, what's the buzz about self-care now? Okay. Now, I'm not a, a, against a good, like, you know, from a lady's perspective, a good day out at a health spa. It's wonderful. It's real. It's, you know, right. revitalises. But the self-care that I'm looking at and that I encourage people to investigate for themselves is actually goes far deeper. So it is about the... Um, you know, your work-life balance. It's about are you eating well? Are you exercising that's optimal for you? Um, are you engaged in your relationships? When we become very um, overwhelmed with things, we have a tendency to go down rabbit holes. Yep. They can be either, you know, at home, they can also be at work. It doesn't really matter what rabbit hole you go down, but it has a tendency to distract displace and then as a consequence you're you become even more uh overwhelmed because you haven't done whatever it is on another to-do list uh and it affects everything in your life it affects your mental health it then starts to affect your responsibilities your responsibilities then can become a burden Mm -hmm. Um, from that place, you, you start going into anger and despair and you get very short-tempered. It starts to affect the relationships, you know, your personal ones, also the ones either with your work colleagues or with your clients. Now, as a small business owner, I can't afford to have those angry days, um, even though, you know, I'm human and do have the days where I'm, I'm a bit off. But if it's going to start affecting my relationship with my clients but also with my family, you have a tendency then to sort of carry that through the day with you. It's it's like an additional baggage burden that you put on your back and, you know, your head starts going into these loop patterns and you start thinking, you know, if you've had a a fight with a partner or something or with your kids, they're just going, you know, you start going, bringing up, dredging up all sorts of stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be there. So it's looking at, on the surface, you know, your, your, your physical, mental, emotional health. 
I also would encourage people to look at things like what's your upbringing like? What kind of values have you brought forward that may not actually suit you anymore? Uh, the, you know, your, um, any kind of value needs to serve you and needs to serve the other people around you. So it is, you know, okay, the kindness and stuff like that. But if you're also being brought up with a strict disciplinarian parent who only believed in working to an extreme, then you're not serving yourself, you're not serving the people around you either. It's looking at your priority list. What's your priority list like? Uh, it's developing resilience. If something goes wrong, all of a sudden, say, uh, a family member becomes ill, they need hospitalisation, are you able to cope with that? Um, it's kindness, kindness to yourself, kindness to, the, uh, to other people. Um, and it sort of works through all the fabric of your life. It's not just limited to one thing or another it is you know we, we don't we don't live compartmentalized lives although that's what it feels like mm -hmm. if you've got trouble at home you are likely to take it through to work as well if you've got issues at work you're going to start reflecting it at home yep. so what are you doing in that self-care to balance everything out so that you are not only mentally, emotionally, um, physically resilient and centred, but that you're actually also very proactive. Um, when you are stressed, when you are going through, experiencing times that are difficult, you have a tendency to also not be able to be proactive in actions. Mm -hmm. So by bringing those sorts of um, self-care, and it is the, the really deep self-care, um, you, you're in a much better place to be able to live fully. And I also will include too, if you've got health issues, go do something about it. Um, you know, it's either seeing, you know, your, your GP or is it, you know, if it's whatever suits the individual and whatever resonates with the individual. Can be coming to see someone like myself, I've got treatment options, but there are also so many other options that will suit that person Go do something about it. Do something for yourself. Um, it comes from a place of you can't give from an empty cup. If your cup is empty, forget it. You have nothing to give anyone else. And then you start actually running so low that it will start affect your physical health and mental health. Yep. So true, so true. And, and while you're undergoing this process of self-care, and obviously it's a process that takes time, you know, that takes work, it's a process, do you have any tips for people who want to somehow try and compartmentalize their work and their home? Like while they're doing the work, how can they not bring their issues from home to work or vice versa? Right. It's sometimes it can, I mean, it is difficult. Um, I, I, I'm very aware, you know, with, with the kind of, um, you know, uh, experiences that I've had, that it is very, very difficult sometimes to separate the two. Mm. But what I would advocate, it is very simple things like breathing, going out and taking a walk during, you know, say lunchtime or before, you know, if you, if you drive or if you take public tra transport, get off or park a little bit further away from where you, you know, 
where your office is or whatever, take a little bit of a walk. And while you're walking, focus on what's around you, not, not what's in your head. So it is that um, ability to become very present and going, okay, if I'm able to focus on what's around me, I can then put this aside for one moment, focus on what I need to do because those distractions of, you know, um, either family or work issues interfering with what's going on, uh, yeah, we do need to certainly partially compartmentalise, but it's the ability to be able to focus on what you're doing and what's what's right in front of you. So it's the small things, really. Like I said, breathing. Breathing techniques are wonderful, and if you need to just take, you know, a couple of minutes just to go, you know, do some deep breathing, wonderful. Um, Listen to some soothing music, wonderful. I'm getting very much into sound therapy at the moment. So I understand the, um, you know, the benefits of listening to calming music, Um, sitting out in nature. Sometimes even, I mean, if you can't get out because either the weather's not, kind or you know you're just not able to if you're able to focus on a pot plant and do something like that and connect with nature that way you've got there's readily available things Mm. just in your environment that can bring that certain amount of serenity to your day so that you can focus and you can be present for what you need you know the action steps you need to take during the day what about meditation do you meditate Absolutely. Wow. Once a day, twice a day? The pardon? Once a day or twice a day? Uh, whenever necessary and whenever I'm capable. I mean, look, honestly, I um, I heard a wonderful comment from uh, Eckhart Tolle, who's one of his apparently the spiritual expert and go-to in modern life, and he said one single focused breath is a meditation. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Yep. So do I, yeah, I take time out during my day. I'm also, I practice gratitude. Um, certainly at the end of the day, it's, it's, I suppose, going into a prayerful moment, what people would consider a prayer. Yep. You consider, it, you know, if you're not religious or that way inclined, you can just say focused intention. Yep. It is that gratitude practice. It's that quiet practice. It is listening for me, like I said, listening to music um, is greatly reinvigorating. I have some Tibetan bowls and other musical instruments that I use to centre myself. Nice. Uh, so it just depends. depends on my day too. Um, and quite frankly, one of the uh, great things that I do, I dance. I have a, my partner and I dance. So I get on the dance floor and shake it out. <laughs> Everything, everything can be meditative if you want it to be. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> so I'd love to hear more about Reiki and Seishim because I've heard of Reiki, but I've never heard of Seishim. What on earth is that? Well, they're not dissimilar. Uh, they're both powerful, ancient, holistic energy healing modalities, um, traditionally hands-on. Both can be used um, at a distance as well, uh, and it um, taps into a universal power. So right. you can call it, the, you know, God. You can call it Source. You can call it whatever you like. Um, it's a standalone practice. It can also be used in conjunction with other modalities. 
it's very gentle. It's very strong as well. So gentleness doesn't necessarily negate, um, a, you know, a strength behind it. Um, and the way people who have, are not familiar with these modalities can think of it is if you think of either the power of prayer, the power of communal thought, and the energy behind that, that's basically the th sort of thing that you're tapping into. And you can bring in a bit of quantum theory in the, into this. We're all energy and one energy source affects another energy source. So when I sit down and do a healing on someone, um, my intention is to bring them the healing that they need and I channel that and I send it to them. And then they, they do it with it what they want. Mm -hmm. um, Reiki uh, originated in Japan, although it is a, um, a revitalization of very ancient practices. Uh, and my particular form of Reiki is a Usui method. So uh, a gentleman by the name of Usui, you know, um, I suppose got the whole thing um, back in the 1800s and he uh, brought it effectively to um, Japan, sorry, not 1900s, wow. and um, healed people um, of, of all sorts of illnesses by using these techniques. Eventually, it uh, merged out into the West, and it's a very popular um, modality and a very it's a lovely modality to be honest to to use and to receive. Wow. And so, she actually originates from ancient Egypt. So it's. Um, the, very similar, but you use this a similar technique in both, either the hands-on or the distance. Uh, and what's lovely about it for me as a practitioner, um, and it was described to me that Reiki is a more, I suppose, masculine in essence, mm -hmm. session is more feminine. So you, I can use both or together or separately. Um, to whatever the uh, the person who I'm, I'm treating requires. Okay. And what does it do for your energy while you're working with other people? Does it affect your energy at all? It does. It does. It's lovely. I, I get a, um, it's like a cleansing. Because I tap into it, yeah. it goes through me. So the, the I'm not the source of the, the energy. It is a greater source. I'm not God. Um, so it flows through me and um, it's it, I get a, a healing from what my needs as well. So it's for me to win. When you finish oh, the session, does it, do you feel more relaxed? or uh, Energised. It's oh. just wonderful because it's 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 like a top-up event of batteries, to be honest, oh. and I come out feeling really wonderful, fabulous. Amazing, yeah. So <laughs> if anyone's interested in, in learning Reiki, I'd advocate it because, you know, you start off with, three different levels and you can just the first level is just doing it on yourself and your family and it's wonderful it really oh, is amazing how cool and so oh, tell us yeah. and you can use it on your pets as well oh really they work yes. on your pets yes i've used it on my pets oh, there you go <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so i'd love to know more about how you work maybe tell us more about how you work with your clients how do they um you know what kind of programs what kind of modalities you specialize in okay uh so i specialize in vibrational modalities 
um, as mentioned, so the Reiki and the Seishim. Um, I use, I use um, uh, sorry, um, sound healing. So oh, bowls, it involves, I have crystal pyramids, different different instruments. Um, I have a, a beautiful rose quartz and um, platinum blend bowl, singing bowl. Um, I use it intuitively to what the person needs. Uh, I also use essential oils, again, intuitively. So if, uh, if I'm doing it, uh, treating someone online and they happen to have a, a particular oil that they're resonating with at that moment, I get, you know, to sniff and put it on because that actually enhances the energy vibration, but it also, you know, works um, on a physiological um, way. Uh, colour therapy, I'm a colour therapist. Uh, so different colours resonate at different times. People have lacks and overabundances in certain things, so yeah. they yeah. might need a boost. And that includes, you know, recommending them eat certain fruits and vegetables because they, they are the most colourful um, foods that you can eat. And if you're drawn to particular colours, either you've got an overabundance or an underabundance and you need to have that balance. Um, for the people who come to see me, I also use massage um, because that's I can I can do the um, the energy healing while I'm doing the, the massage therapy. Obviously, not for anyone online. Yeah. And yeah. how I do it is oh, I'm sorry, and I'm also a holistic coach. So it depends on what the person needs at any one time. It is very client centered and client driven. If they require just a simple massage or some, just a simple meditation um, guidance, so I also um, train people in uh, incorporating mindfulness and meditation during their day in practical ways because I'm too busy to sort of sit down for three hours um, and just meditate and, and do that sort of stuff. Most people are the same. So I, um, yeah, I, I incorporate daily things that people can do, daily practices. So they come, they see me, we have a session. As I said, it might just be an energy session. That's all they're after and that's all they need. If I start detecting that there are blocks or something that needs to be dealt with and they might suggest that they drill down deeper, we might go through some um, holistic coaching. Then I'll do some energy healing. I'll you know, play some bulbs for them, but it really does depend on each individual. So, like I said, it's very individualised. Nice. I also don't exclude groups. I will attend to groups and usually groups congregate, you know, like-minded, like-experienced people. So I will, attend, you know, talk to them and find out what issues they want to have either answered or brought up or whatever, and we'll go down the path of creating something special for them. Oh, how cool. Many different options there for people. Yes. And, I mean, I'd love to hear a real case study or a story about how you <laughs> might have helped somebody with one of these modalities and that their life has changed dramatically. Sure. Um, okay. I've got a few. Um, for instance, um, I had a tradie who'd never experienced anything like uh, energy healing. Huh. 
Yeah. It was lovely. Laughing. What? Energy healing? What? Yeah, I know. But he was, you know, full kudos to him because this was something that was totally out of his experience. And he went, no, I'm going to give it a go and I'll see how it goes. And so put him up on the table, did, you know, the energy work on him. Um, It is not uncommon for people to fall asleep when I do energy healing on them. It's very relaxing for the the individual. He fell asleep and that was fine. I came up at the end of the session and he just like, I fell asleep. And I went, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And he went, no, but I fell asleep. I never fall asleep during the day. He then got back to me the next day saying that he'd never slept as well in a long time. Um, and that his mind was so clear and focused as a result that, um, you know, as a trader trying to coordinate other, you know, uh, other uh, contractors and, um, you know, work and quotes and all that, that he felt fantastic. Um, I had worked with people overseas um, who have been traumatised by accidents and assisted them um, just relieving pain, relieving uh, other stresses. Um, And I've also worked with a wonderful nurse who was also uh, dealing with parents at the time who were both ill. So she had a very heavy load and she said, I after treatment, um, that I combined at that stage it was massage, um, energy healing, and sound therapy. That I'd taken something out of her that she just didn't need. Wow. Uh, so it's it's bringing that the, the people that have come to me have all felt a relief. There's something that's burned them that they don't need to have anymore that seems to to be lifted. Right, so you've got to put the baggage down, leave it behind. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> well done, Anna. I feel so relaxed even just talking to you. Just listening <laughs> Thank to you. you. I'm not going to fall asleep. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about how we can find you and work with you. Oh, that's too easy. Uh, I have a website um, and you can find me at AnnaGoldenSpiral.com. Anna Golden Spiral is all one word. Uh, people can email, email me, um, and that's Anna at AnnaGoldenSpiral.com, um, or they can uh, find my phone number on my website, uh, 0413-723-928. If you're, you happen to be in Australia, and contact me via the phone and have, let's have a chat, uh, and we can set something up, and people can either, if they're Canberra region, because I'm located in Canberra, uh, in the region, they can come and see me directly here um, in my practice, uh, or they're uh, quite welcome to uh, let's do a Zoom. I'm more than delighted to help people uh, online. Awesome. Can you actually do a lot of what you do via Zoom? Yes, except for the massage, of course, for obvious reasons, but everything else oh, really? I can do uh, online, which is the wonderful thing about vibrational therapy is that you don't actually need a person to be, you know, located in the same space as you. Wow. So it actually, it, what, it, how does it actually conduct through? How does it conduct? Again, going back to uh, something like uh, quantum quantum theory. Quantum uh, theory. So even if we're connected via Zoom, it still conducts. That's right. Well, that's how I was able to um, to assist a person, uh, you know, situated overseas. Oh, my God. Because, um, because of intention, because of all of us being connected, 
vibrationally. We are all just mm-hmm. a sack of vibration. That makes sense. And I can, you know, I connect to that. I let the person allows me, it, it effectively invites me into their energy field. Yeah. And I connect that way and yeah. I, uh, I send the healing. Yeah. So in, in other words, when we're both vibrating at the same level of frequency, it, we can it, talk. It is. It's actually a thing called entrainment. Um, it's a scientific principle wow. uh, that we, if there's two different vibrations, um, the the more calming and the stronger vibration uh, will get the other lower vibrating um, thing, person, whatever, to vibrate in sync with them. So if I'm vibrating at a higher rate, more relaxed, more calm, more whatever, and I'm sending through that stuff to them, then they end up vibrating at a much better frequency for them. Sensational. Well, I'm going to make sure I put all those... Uh, links in the notes. Do you do Facebook and LinkedIn as well? I do, LinkedIn in particular, yes. No, um, so, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. Uh, so all the links are available also on my website. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show today. What a fascinating discussion. And um, thank you so much, Darren. This has been a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. If anybody wants to find out more about all those different modalities, please... Uh, have a chat to Anna, give her a buzz, send her an email, and I'm sure she'll be only too happy to talk to you. Anything that you'd like to leave us with before we finish? Yeah, um, it's a quote, and it's from Maya Angelou, and it's, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Oh, yeah, I love that. And that's not only from, you know, how I make a person feel after their treatment, but it's how person makes themselves and the people around them so true i love it what a beautiful way to finish the show and i thank you so much for coming on that was an exceptional uh, episode i really enjoyed it everybody out there i hope you had a fun too and we'll see you very very soon for another episode bye for now